House bill that's been put forward is Obamacare light. It won't work. We think it's incredibly important for the American people to be able to select the physician and the place where they're treated uh, in th themselves, that, that the government ought not be involved in, in that process. We did not include any evidence that had any reflection of collusion between members of the Trump campaign and the Russians. The fact remains that we are not immune to terrorist threats and that our enemies often use our own freedoms and generosity against us. It's time to make America great again. Join the movement. Caruso. The Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. Time to dream big. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership. Telling it the way it is to make a difference. All right, Tuesday, March 7th, 2017. Happy to be a part of this program today. So yesterday... We had a lengthy podcast where I laid out all of the laws that you need to know as it pertains to the new executive order that President Donald Trump signed yesterday, the new House Republican bill that we will talk about more today, and then, of course, the Obama shadow government that exists in Washington, D.C., and there's more evidence of it today with a major WikiLeaks dump that reveals a lot about the CIA and what they continue to do post-2013 with the NSA leaks that um, Snowden released. So let's uh, get into all of that. We'll start with um, Obamacare and healthcare, uh, which is the major story today. I went over the law yesterday, and Frankly, if you didn't listen to yesterday's, listen to it. It's lengthy, but listen while you're driving, listen while you're working out, whatever, because I went over, and listen, I read all the laws before I go on the air. I'm not just going to go on and talk about something and blather about it unless I know exactly what I know and what I read, and I did not hear any commentary before I went on the air last night to record the podcast. I really just in-depth, uh, sat down here in my office and, and read the law. And uh, if you do so, you know that the, or if you listen to the news today, I don't really know what the uh, mainstream media is focusing on, but what you have here is uh, subsidies are out, but they're replacing that with a $14,000 tax credit, which would be used to pay the premiums to transition people off of Obamacare. This is the um, House bill that was put forth last night, and there are a lot of criticisms from not only Republican, not only Democrats, but also Republicans. Um, and we're going to get into all that. You heard uh, Senator Rand Paul call this Obamacare light. Um, the new bill, the American Health Care Act, uh, put forth by House Republicans. Um, the mandate is out. The employer mandate is out. Pre-existing conditions stay which I am not happy about because what's the point of health insurance if you could just buy insurance? Like, you know, I went over this yesterday. I gave the example of flood insurance. You don't buy flood insurance while your house is being flooded. You buy it before. So why are you buying health insurance after you're already sick? It just doesn't make sense 
on the core principle of what insurance is. Um, and then uh, it also doesn't cover abortions, and there's some conversation today about Planned Parenthood. Um, President Trump um, says that Planned Parenthood can keep its federal funding. They get about $500 million in taxpayer money, and Trump says they can keep their funding on one condition. He has to stop providing abortions. Now, abortions are not the only thing that Planned Parenthood provides. However, a large part of their business are abortions and uh, what they call, quote-unquote, family planning, which, let's be honest, they're using taxpayer dollars for contraceptions. And for a lot of people, evangelicals who voted astronomically for President Trump, they don't want their money, they feel guilty of their money going towards any type of of birth control, and that's where our taxpayer dollars go to when it goes to Planned Parenthood. That's the fact. Now, they're not supposed to use federal funding for abortions, and they say no money goes towards it, but, you know, can you really trust a large organization that just takes your money and that just takes its $500 million in federal payments every year? I don't know if you can. Um, I certainly have my own uh, concerns with Planned Parenthood. Now, do they offer some good testing? Yes, but they outsource. The The problem is with parent, parent, a Planned Parenthood is that you think that they are providing screenings. They actually don't. They don't provide mammograms. They outsource it. So the money is just being flown through to organizations. Just go to a hospital. Just go to a, a clinic um, instead of going to Planned Parenthood, which just acts as a conduit. It's just, it's very, they don't provide those services themselves. They outsource it, okay? Um, now, uh, remember that scandal in 2015? Videos from the Center for Medical Progress uh, purported to show officials from Planned Parenthood discussing how the organization illegally sells tissue from aborted fetuses for profit, um, and they're allowed to donate tissue um, in, a, in a certain manner. Uh, but that was a big controversy, and Republicans wanted to fund Planned Parenthood. Um, the organization provides testing under Title X is how they get paid from the federal government. Um, and they say 60% of its $2.5 million or so annual clients are Medicaid patients. Um, so with the Democrats, you know, this is this is the Democratic line. Oh, well, Republicans want to—are going to stop— uh, um, it, health insurance for um, old and, and the poor. And uh, we're going to, you know, as Schumer says, we're going to make America sick again. And, uh, you know, and then the whole, you know, Democratic line that Republicans are heartless or, well, I mean, what am I supposed to be? I, I forget. Remind me. Oh, I'm supposed to be all, I'm supposed to be sexist, homophobic, racist, Islamophobic. What other phobias am I supposed to have? And this is all they say. This is what they repeat over and over again. It gets old. Okay? And so Paul Ryan... Uh, wrote a op-ed that was published tonight um, in USA Today, uh, and Paul Ryan uh, talks about his plan for the American Health Care Act, which is now um, supported by President Trump. And I told you last night, okay, that I have problems with this bill. Um, I don't agree with pre-existing conditions. I don't agree with the tax credit because it's basically a, a you know, Republicans are basically have been given this entitlement program from President Obama. 
And Republicans are not supposed to believe in entitlements. You're supposed to believe in free market and, and hard work, as I would say, pays off, right? And that sort of mentality that you're not entitled to anything unless you work hard for it, okay? And single-payer does not work with 317 million people in a country. It may work in Canada, but even there, there are long wait times. And if you look at the facts, as I have, you know that if you have a broken leg, it'll take you a month to get surgery or longer. Um, and so Paul Ryan writes about this um, agenda uh, for the House Republicans, which is in negotiations. Okay, He says, he writes in uh, an op-ed in the USA Today published on Tuesday evening um, that uh, we had to show what we're for. It wasn't enough to say what we're against. Well, that's true. Okay, because all the Democrats did throughout the campaign and Hillary Clinton was, what are we against? Okay, well, what are you for? What do you believe in? What are you going to do for the working people, the 95 million Americans have the labor force? And the 13 million Americans were on food stamps since 2009. Um, and so Paul Ryan um, says that we, last year we, meaning the House Republicans, the GOP released a complete policy agenda tracking closely with the ideas from our presidential nominee, Donald Trump, to tackle all of the big challenges facing this country. The truth is, we have solutions to all the many problems that Barack Obama left behind. Um, and there's no more urgent problem than Obamacare, Paul Ryan writes. Um, he goes on, as far as the data with Obamacare, that the collapsing laws driving up health care costs, as we know, 116% uh, premium increase in Arizona, rising premiums and deductibles across the country. Um, this year alone, premiums have gone up by double digits in 31 states. Choices have dwindled to the point that one out of every three counties in America has just one insurer to choose from. And then he writes, not too long ago, Bill Clinton, remember this, he called Obamacare the craziest thing um, in the world. And Paul Ryan says he's onto something there. If you don't remember that, this is Bill Clinton. He's such a great surrogate for his wife, isn't he? Take a listen. Insurance company, and they're getting whacked. So you've got this crazy system where all of a sudden 25 million more people have health care, and then the people are out there busting it sometimes 60 hours a week, wind up with their premiums doubled and their coverage cut in half. It's the craziest thing in the world. So, <laughs> Bill Clinton there, it is the craziest thing in the world. Um, that, okay, maybe some people were helped by it, but it hurts more people financially, and you're not, um, you're not benefiting from Obamacare. You're just not. With all the money that you're spending, you're not even using insurance. Um, and Nancy Pelosi, um, tweets out earlier the truth. ACA, the Affordable Health Care Act, which is Obamacare, resulted from one of the most transparent drafting processes in recent memory. That's the biggest joke in the world, and uh, frankly, I would laugh about that, but Obamacare truly crippled, financially crippled, millions of Americans. Um, and so what Republicans have to do here, this is just a start, this plan. It's a little rocky start. You have a lot of Republicans against this, a lot of conservatives against this. Um, I don't agree with this entirely at all. And they had seven years to put this together. I mean, they talked for seven years about repealing Obamacare. They even put a plan on Barack Obama's desk. Uh, not a plan. They put a repeal package on his desk. 
They don't have a plan set, and that angers me as a Republican because you have to. If you're going to say for seven years we need to repeal and replace, well, then have a replacement plan, and you're going to have to repeal this thing in its entirety because anything that you leave is going to continue this mess of rising health care costs. And you already have Humana and Aetna leaving the system. They know that it's blowing up and it's gone. So this is just part of a negotiation. Now, I did talk to someone um, who's well-connected uh, on Capitol Hill uh, today on the phone, and he told me that um, this is just a starting point and that they do plan on negotiating. And they plan on using this as a springboard for negotiation. So at least Republicans are doing this transparently, and this is what Paul Ryan writes, is that there needs to be – they're going to do this out in the open. They're going to debate this on the floor. They're going to include Democrats, which was a problem with Obamacare, was that they didn't include Republicans. They rammed down – as a reconciliation bill, which uh, technically this uh, bill is a reconciliation bill as well, where you only need 51 votes instead of 60 in the Senate. So that's good uh, for Republicans. As you know, no Democrats are going to support anything unless it is a single-payer health care plan, which is communist health care, and that does not work in the United States. And the key here is transparency. Tell the American people exactly what they're getting. Because Obamacare politically ruined Democrats. Because Obama said, listen, in the midterms, I will support you. I'll have your back if you support Obamacare. Well, then all of a sudden people lost their doctor, even though he promised that they wouldn't. You know, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. All that nonsense, which was false. And then these Democrats lost their seats. In the midterm elections, Republicans took back control. So now that they have political power, it is imperative— that Republicans do this openly and transparently and involve the Democrats in the process as painful as it may be. Because there needs to be some sort of bipartisanship. Paul Ryan writes that our plan ensures that there will be a stable transition as we move from a Washington-driven system to a more vibrant market. We have to make sure that uh, no one has a rug pulled out from under them. This also means that we ensure vital protections for patients with pre-existing conditions, which is stupid because that defeats the point of insurance, Mr. Speaker. They need to communicate this more effectively. And this is obviously going to be negotiated now. And it seems like President Trump is actually the intermediary. That while he supports this, it seems like he has been open in his... Um, uh, and his willingness to negotiate from this, that this is just a starting point and not the end goal. And obviously, you know, President Trump's whole thing is the art of the deal. So right now what you're going to have is the chief executive is going to be actually a major player and a major negotiator to bring people together on this. Okay, we'll take part from a more conservative plan. We'll get more moderate. And maybe you even have one or two Democrats vote for it. Who knows? But right now all the Democrats are doing is resisting. Politically, that's damaging. Because like Paul Ryan writes, that Republicans have to show what they're for. Democrats have to, I mean, what the hell do they believe in? And that's the problem. We don't know what the Democrats stand for besides resisting everything that President Trump does and protesting and setting cars on fire. Because that's all that they've shown us is complete anarchy. 
and the Republicans have just shown some incompetence, which I don't know which worse. They have to. They cannot fail, Republicans. If they fail, that is an abomination. You have all branches of government. You have state legislature seats. You have everything in your favor. And Democrats have uh, are in a very bad position because not only are they resisting, but you had blue traditionally blue states like Michigan and Minnesota, Wisconsin. They voted for President Trump, and you have. Democratic senators and state legislators who were up for re-election that are now in a presidential red state that voted for President Trump and voted for his policies. And they voted for Obama twice. So for Democrats, this is very politically damaging really any way they go. And so, frankly, you may have a couple of Democrats saying, listen, I need re-election. And so they may very well vote for Trump care or whatever they are dubbing it as. I don't it doesn't roll off the tongue like Obamacare does. But you know, it's Republicans cannot fail. They can't. If they fail, it will be the worst political failure of all time. You have a president who wants to work, you have a president who loves the country, who truly wants to get stuff done. And you have all this obstruction and incompetence by Republicans. Uh, Paul Ryan concludes in the weeks ahead, the House will consider this plan through an open and transparent process, as I just alluded to. They have the bill online, so you can read the bill in its entirety like I have. Um, And he asks, here's the choice we face. Do we stay with Obamacare and the Unsustainable status quo, as we know, it is already exploding and insurance companies are leaving the market and have left the market. Or do we repeal and replace it with something else? They say that the American Health Care Act offers a, quote, better way. It keeps our promise, begins to clean up the mess Obamacare has made and builds a better system for Americans. Now we must deliver. Yeah, you must deliver, but this better be negotiated better because there's a tax credit that's basically a subsidy. You need to transition people off of Obamacare. But there are other ways to do it than just giving people money. And I know the tax credit is going to be used so that people can use take the government money and, and use it towards private insurance. But take the bureaucracy out of it. Take the government completely out of it because they are the problem. And the government is the problem here in why Obamacare failed. It was set up to fail. It was set up to fail so that the liberals, if they got uh, the White House again, then they would go for single payer. And then we're in socialist care, and we lose the Supreme Court. So the, the Republicans have an opportunity here to make sure that, and it may be, it may sting a little at first. It may, but are you more worried about yourself, or are you more worried about the country? Because right now these costs are too high, and the tax credit is not going to bring it down enough. Um, we are going to uh, speak with. Uh, somebody from the National Center of Policy Analysis later this week, I believe on Thursday, um, senior fellow there, the National Center of Policy Analysis, will join us to talk about everything healthcare and the details of this plan. Um, it seems like they uh, they have the same a similar position as I do, um, but they could provide some more details on the policy and what um, what would work better for 317 million Americans uh, in this country. Um, Meanwhile, a major explosive uh, report today from WikiLeaks, 
And now WikiLeaks, just to give you, because people don't know, possibly, uh, WikiLeaks has never been wrong in its, what, 10 years? Has never been wrong. And they revealed the Hillary Clinton debacle where she was getting questions from CNN where Hillary Clinton, uh, we found out about certain things about her campaign, the inner optics of how she and her campaign showed utter disdain for regular Americans, hardworking Americans, ignoring them, not campaigning there. How the media, mainstream media outlets colluded with the Clinton campaign and their efforts to have positive uh, coverage while they also sought to bring down their opponent and all putting this on a private email server, which is what the DNC did. And they had terrible infrastructure as opposed to the RNC that blocked any hacking. Now, what I'm going to tell you are Reports from all of the mainstream outlets and the WikiLeaks dump, and I have read some of the WikiLeaks CIA dump today. It came out this morning. Okay, I've read some of it. There are, I don't know, like thousands of pages, um, 8,761 documents and files. So I did not get through all of it today, but I read some of it and I read all the reports. So let me tell you what came out of the WikiLeaks dump today. The CIA has become the preeminent hacking operation sneaking into high-tech phones and televisions to spy on people worldwide. This according to the WikiLeaks publication. To hide its operations, the CIA routinely adopted hacking techniques that enabled them to appear as if they were hackers in Russia. If WikiLeaks is right here, what they are revealing, and um, by the way, Edward Snowden, tweeted out that these look, he says, still working through the publication, but what WikiLeaks has, uh, has here is genuinely a big deal and looks authentic. This is from Edward Snowden, who has sought asylum in Russia and has been granted asylum. If you saw the movie that was a very, uh, the movie Snowden recently, uh, a few months ago, I saw it was a very insightful interview, uh, very insightful movie and a very interesting one. Uh, true story. Uh, almost feel bad for the guy, but you know, in reality, he basically took um, George W. Bush's NSA program, which was continued under Obama, and he revealed and released all of these documents to the Guardian newspaper. And what came out of that was that the NSA is spying on Americans, and that they and it looks like it's still going on, okay, and that. Not all, not were they just using, and I'm for, listen, there are certain things that you need national security measures for. I frankly have nothing to hide. And if you want to spy through my phone, go ahead. Now, I'm not asking the CIA to do that. But frankly, if it prevents a terrorist attack, go ahead. Because there's nothing on my phone that is damaging to me. But what they were doing was they abused their power. Instead of spying on potential terrorists that were on terrorist watch lists, they were spying on regular Americans. They were looking through webcams and phone cams and wiretapping. Yes, wiretapping went on under the NSA in 2013. And now 
This report, all of these documents, over 8,760 documents put out today, shows that the CIA, if this is true, they routinely adopted hacking techniques that actually made them appear as if it was Russia. So is it possible, if this is true, given what we know about the timeline, about the Obama that I went over yesterday, about President Obama requesting a FISA court warrant in June 2016 to investigate President Trump, if they felt and put President Trump or then the Republican nominee Trump under investigation for potential Russia ties, if they had him under investigation, is it possible that they may have used surveillance? Is it possible? I mean, it sounds like it is. And not only is it possible, but how did the Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn scenario where he was doing his job of preparing to be ambassador, uh, to uh, be the national security advisor and talking with the ambassador of Russia, how did that get leaked? Is it possible that Trump Tower was wiretapped? We pretty much know that it was. And was is it then possible that President Trump was wiretapped as a result that they were listening to his personal conversations and that maybe they were using it for a political advantage, knowing that President Obama tried to unseat Benjamin Netanyahu from Israel, knowing that President Obama ordered, and we know this through New York Times reports and others, that he ordered the surveillance of German Chancellor Angela Merkel, who's actually going to be at the White House later this week, knowing that President Obama and his Justice Department ordered James Rosen of Fox News to hand over all of his communications with an unnamed source. Well, why don't you go after the unnamed sources that are at the New York Times? Oh, they reported that Obama left a trail of leaks so that it would be leaked, or left a trail of intelligence, rather, to be leaked to make President Trump look bad. And there are reports from a liberal outlet, The Guardian, that President Obama has set up a basically a war zone in his D.C. home to undermine the president. So is it possible that they surveilled on President Trump illegally? WikiLeaks also claimed that nearly all of the CIA's arsenal of privacy-crushing cyber weapons have been stolen and that the tools are potentially in the hands of criminals and foreign spies. This puts, first of all, this leak in general can very much put CIA operatives' lives in danger the same way that Hillary Clinton using a private email server put our national security risk and put CIA operatives' lives in danger because names are on those emails. WikiLeaks claimed that the stolen tools ended up in the hands of a former U.S. government hackers and contractors, one of whom leaked the documents to WikiLeaks, and that's how they released it, according to WikiLeaks. U.S. Representative Ted Lieu of California is calling for an immediate congressional investigation, and this is all tied in with the wiretapping claims. It seems like our president, who's supposed to know everything that's going on in this country, knows what's going on. WikiLeaks says that it published the documents to show the potentially hazardous ramifications 
of the CIA's covert hacking program and the massive theft of those tools. Julian Assange, WikiLeaks editor, sent a statement, quote, there is an extreme proliferation risk in the development of cyber weapons. And cybersecurity is a major issue because if they're able to get into the CIA systems and Julian Assange hacked into the United States government systems when he was 16 years old, we have a massive cybersecurity problem. So I want to know, where are we in terms of um, Rudy Giuliani's team in developing a cybersecurity program to better secure the U.S. systems? And these secret CIA documents revealed that they infiltrated common personal devices with the power to spy on nearly everybody's personal lives. The CIA, in fact, from WikiLeaks, is framing other hackers. The CIA rules that its hackers must use cyber weapons in a way that can't get traced back to the CIA. So they actually pretend as if whatever they're hacking, they pretend as if it's coming from Russia. So does that mean that what was released by you know, Obama saying, oh, well, Russia hacked into the election when no votes were changed and Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but Russia hacked the election. Does that mean that maybe it was a CIA and establishment and Obama that didn't want President Trump, that didn't want Trump to be president, that they were rigging it for Hillary? Huh. Where did you hear this from WikiLeaks in the past? Oh, right. The DNC rigged the primary so that Bernie would lose and Hillary would win. Okay. Just to get the facts straight and a little sarcasm mixed in. WikiLeaks says that there's an entire department within the CIA whose job it is to misdirect attribution by leaving behind the fingerprints of others, such as hackers of Russia, so that the CIA can hack something and claim that it's Russia. I mean, that's an act of war. Cybersecurity experts have repeatedly warned against the tendency to quickly blame a nation for a particular hack. But what did Obama do right away and the Obama administration and intelligence? They blame Russia. Okay? No wonder why they hate us. No wonder why we can't work together and reset our relationship. The revelation could lend further credence to those like President Trump who doubt whether Russia did indeed hack the Democrats in an attempt to sway the recent American election. Now, let's get personal. Your phones, your TVs could be spying on you. A team within the CIA developed spy software that infects Samsung smart TVs, placing televisions on a, quote, fake off mode that still listens to conversations and sends them back to American spies, according to WikiLeaks. And the program is called, quote, Weeping Angel. It was created with the help of the British spying agents, uh, agency M15, according to WikiLeaks. Now, WikiLeaks also reports that another team within the CIA built hacking tools that can remotely control iPhones, iPads, and Android devices, secretly taking video from the camera and listening within the microphone and tracking your location. In the past, consumers have been warned that Samsung TVs were eavesdropping on private conversations with the microphones implanted into the TV. And WikiLeaks 
claims that the CIA in October 2015 would explain the possibility of infecting the internet-connected systems of modern cars. Okay? This is dangerous. This is what you call too big of government. This is what you call a shadow government. Okay? That is Big Brother watching over everyday Americans who are just trying to live their lives. Who are just trying to support their families and work. And survive. Okay? And if this is true, then the government is a freaking mess. And it's deep-rooted in intelligence. So no wonder why they are leaking and these leaks are done on purpose. These leaks are intentional and they're purposely done to damage President Trump and maintain the hold that they have on the American people through the corrupt government officials, not all of them, but some of them that exist in our nation's capital. And Edward Snowden, who's an expert, obviously, since he did this for a living, spying on people through the NSA and revealed that, okay, that he says that it looks authentic. Reckless beyond words, Edward Snowden tweeted. This is unbelievable. And it's all connected, and it all goes to show you that the Obama administration still has its hands in there, and President Trump was elected to uproot this corruptness and to shake things up. And it's going to get a lot worse before President Trump can implement change. And they claim, now remember this, I just want to play this again for you. James Clapper, the former director of national intelligence, lied to the Senate about the NSA. Obviously, what we know now is the NSA was spying on Americans. That was revealed by Edward Snowden. This was March of 2013, I believe it was. James Clapper, under oath. So what I wanted to see is if you could give me a yes or no answer to the question, does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans? No, sir. It does not? Not wittingly. There are cases where they could in inadvertently perhaps uh, collect, but not, not wittingly. Wrong. Yeah, not wittingly, they did it, okay? And now that we know that. And James Clapper should have been charged and prosecuted with perjury, but he wasn't, okay? So this is where we stand. We, we have a government that is spying on us potentially, and that's what WikiWeeks reveals today. Some trust that you can have. I mean, it seems like the only person you can trust is President Trump because he hasn't been there forever like these other politicians. Uh, so obviously I'm a little heated about that. Obamacare will have more on it as the week develops and you're hearing more and more about the bill. Um, and again, we'll talk to somebody from the National Center of Policy Anal uh, Analysis about this uh, on Thursday about Obamacare and what that means for your wallet and what can be negotiated as part of that. When we come back, an illegal immigrant commits a crime. He was deported five times. We'll get into it. And tomorrow, apparently, there's going to be no women around. A day without women tomorrow. I don't know whether she'll be happy or, or not. I'm kidding. We'll get into that when we come back. They're passionate, driven, and motivated to make America great again. 
President Donald J. Trump and Neil A. Caruso. It's the Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. I'm not. M2. I'm not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Straightforward talk that drives the political establishment crazy. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor. Period. What, like with a cloth or something? I don't know how it works digitally at all. <laughs> Neil Caruso is on the air and telling it the way it is as you deserve. It's the Neil Caruso Show Podcast. Like with a cloth or something? What are you talking about? I would never bleach bits. <laughs> can't believe we still have to talk about her. So sick of her, but she won't go away. She just won't. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, you know, Apple, Google, and Microsoft, and they're in the crosshairs of this WikiLeaks allegations. They've been totally silent today. Yeah, because Silicon Valley really cares about you. I mean, remember when Apple, when it handed over the terrorist iPhone? Because they didn't want government interference from a terrorist, a known terrorist, and they wouldn't look into the phone. And they wouldn't open it for investigators so that they could find out what the terrorist communications were so that they could prevent in the future. I mean, something as basic as that, when you know it's a terrorist, they kill people, and they will not give over the phone of a terrorist. Okay? But... Even with all that, and now that they find out that they're using their devices to spy on them, crickets today. Crickets from Silicon Valley. Um, meanwhile, an illegal immigrant uh, with a lengthy rap she was charged in a deadly California car accident. An illegal immigrant, Estuardo Alvardo, 45 years old, who has been deported five times, caused a collision in Southern California last month that left one woman dead. Alvarado is driving a Dodge Durango, in case you care, at a high-rate speed when he hit a parked car at a curb. He struck um, the woman's 
Toyota Camry while trying to flee the scene of the initial crash. Uh, Sandra Duran is the woman who passed away, who unfortunately died at the scene of blunt force trauma, according to a medical examiner. Um, he was charged, this is illegal, and we're charged with five felony counts in connection to the accident, including murder and gross vehicle manslaughter while intoxicated. Um, this from the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. Alvarado pleaded not guilty to all charges. He has been on Immigration Customs Enforcement Radar since 1998 when he was first deported. Since 1990, the illegal immigrant Alvarado has been charged with more than 20 felonies and misdemeanors, according to the paper, the LA Daily News. Some of the cases reported include being a felon in possession of a weapon and the sale or transport of a controlled substance. Now ICE will take uh, action against Alvarado. He's being held on bail $2.18 million. He should be held on no bail. His next hearing is set for a week from today. That is sick. That someone who was deported five times Comes back at six. is like the Kate Steinle case. He has 20 felonies and misdemeanors, and he kills someone, speeds off, luckily was detained. Is he going to be released now? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm looking into some details on the visa waiver program because, you know, I talked to Michael Cutler, a retired immigration and naturalization service agent, about this, and he had told me that the visa waiver program, which there were... See, I got it somewhere in front of me. I think there were 29, 28 or 29 countries that were approved for a visa waiver. They could come in on business or pleasure and stay for 90 days without a visa. Now, the problem is, is that they stay longer than 90 days. They stayed for, nine, for you know, another decade before they were detained, before ICE caught up with them, and they evaded law enforcement. And now we have 38 Visa waiver programs, they've increased since 9-11. And now we have sanctuary city policies, okay, where they are granted sanctuary. And they are allowed to stay in communities despite committing crimes. And that you have minorities who are in here illegally that are suffering because if they report them for a crime against their own— they will be killed by the illegal immigrant, and they fear for their lives. It's really disgusting, okay, that you just go by the law. Now, there are good people in the country. There are hardworking people. Find out who they are, okay? But if you come here, you do things the right way. There used to be Ellis Island open, and immigrants would come in. They would check them. They would screen them for disease and and things of that nature. Not just disease, but also terrorism, etc. And now we are just letting anyone in and letting them have sanctuary. And they smuggle in drugs. We have a massive heroin epidemic and cocaine and all these drugs that are coming in from Central America, from South America, Mexico. It, it, it's sickening. And when you have a story that someone was deported five times, comes into the country, 
that is sick, and that is preventable crime, and those politicians who make it happen should be held accountable. And that includes the mayor of San Francisco, that includes the mayor of Los Angeles, pretty much the entire state of California, and Mayor Bill Big Bird de Blasio in New York. Unbelievable. And uh, now tomorrow is supposed to be a day without women. I'm not sure whether that's supposed to be <laughs> be serenity. I'm, I'm teasing before I start getting emails and letters and nasty tweets because you just can't handle some sarcasm. I'm kidding. But in reality, this is hurting kids. How, you may ask? Well, dozens of schools up and down the East Coast have announced that they are going to close their doors tomorrow, March 8th, as teachers, the vast majority of whom are women, participate in a Day Without Women protest. Oh, they're protesting Donald Trump because a day of women not doing anything is going to, is really going to hurt President Trump. Like, where the hell do you come up with these ideas? Now, remember, we talked about the story the day that this was, uh, that the story broke, that the woman who, one of the organizers of this Day Without Women protest is a convicted Pakistani terrorist who lied about her immigration status and came into the United States illegally and was granted citizenship. Nice work, immigration officials. You're pathetic. You allow someone, if you just did some research, like the media found it, that this woman lied about her citizenship, lied about her status, and she was convicted and jailed in Pakistan for committing terrorist crimes. Bomb threats, uh, more than bomb threats, she acted on bombs and killed people. And she is one of the organizers of this Day Without Women strike tomorrow. So I guess I'm going to walk around and there's going to be no women because they just they don't show up to work because President Trump is in office. I mean, give me a break. If you're going to protest, fine. But by not showing up to work or not showing up to school, that's how you protest? That's just, just, just like a, a sick day used to your advantage. That's what this is. And now you're hurting kids and hurting education. The Maple Street School in Brooklyn sent a letter to parents last week explaining that the preschool supports the political statement teachers are making by staying at home. Oh, God. The school is offering backup care that day to those who need it. Quote, At Maple Street, we have taught our kids, your kids, to have a voice, to use their words kindly but firmly, to always have a plan, and to think about how and the why. What the hell does that mean? We practice with them how to protest, how to march for a cause. Well, we throw rocks at police. The importance of giving back to their communities and identifying injustice. And we show them how much we love and truly support their diverse lives, personalities, and family by embracing their individuality rather than pretending it's not there. Oh, God. I mean, can I vomit? In this spirit, we are a staff to show our kids that not only do we talk the talk, but we actually practice all that we preach them. I mean, God, I'm going to vomit. Just go to work. It's called move your ass. I mean, seriously, this is, you're not showing up and you're hurting kids and preschools and parents that actually work very hard to put food on their table 
and to feed their kids and to make sure that they get a quality education. And, you know, these Democrats like Bill de Blasio are supposedly for, you know, preschool education, which is very beneficial. And we've talked to an education expert on this program, Daniel Blanchard, who is very pro-pre-K because the, you know, it's like you don't learn languages unless you're young. Well, you're not going to absorb things unless you start young with education. You have to start teaching them young and get them active in, in learning. And they're going to miss a day of school because these teachers don't show up for work. If I was running the school, you're fired. You're gone. Okay? If someone didn't show up to work on my business, you're fired. If you protest or riot or whatever you do when you're supposed to be at my work, you're fired. Okay? Because now what you're doing has economic implications, it affects students, and it hurts people, and it actually hurts the hardworking families who are going to work to support their children to pay for your lousy school. This is disgusting, and there are other schools all around the country that are closing tomorrow for a day without woman strike. Oh, God. Imagine what it's going to be like in a college campus tomorrow with a day without women. What are they going to do? Just gonna, they're just going to stay at home all day? Have some hot cocoa and some Play-Doh? Oh, jeez. But I know that all those people that listen to the podcast are hardworking Americans, probably listening while they're driving or they're listening at times when they're working. And we multitask. We all multitask to get things done. So like I said, we'll have more on Obamacare this week. Um... National Center of Policy Analysis Senior Fellow will join me on Thursday uh, on the Thursday podcast to talk about um, this Obamacare replacement bill, what can be done to truly repeal Obamacare, what's a better plan for that. We'll also keep tabs on uh, WikiLeaks and, and go through more documents tomorrow and see what the hell is our government doing to us? Because... This does not seem like America. This does not seem like the freedom that we're supposed to be living in. And the intelligence is purposely leaking and they're trying to damage Trump. He's prevailing. Anyway, he's winning and so are we. And we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. God bless America. The Neil A. Caruso Show podcast is a production of Caruso Enterprises. Engaging, informing, and entertaining. Passion-driven, factual content that makes a difference following Neil A. Caruso on social media. And log on to neilacaruso.com to sign up for Caruso's comments, newsletters, and be the first to know.